Well. Welcome to Bear Attack. I'm Polar Bear. I'm Sam Montana. The other one is Oceans. He's Panda Bear. And the third, but never, never lasts in our hearts, Mr. Nathaniel Patton, Blitz Bear. Round of applause. Oh, thanks, everyone. We're 11 minutes in, boys. This is, uh... Mm-hmm. I'm telling you a myth? And, uh, Nate's gonna tell us a myth Is it about Kevin episode. Malone? Yeah. Not to be confused with the office character. <laughs> That's like if we ever let Montana do a music episode. We get into some dangerous territories. Mm. Oh, come on. My last episode was great. Yeah, I actually enjoyed that album, surprisingly. Thank you so much. The Flatland Cavalry? amazing. That was a fun episode. Thank you so much. Way back in, shoot, was that season that one like or two? Last year. I think hey, it was season have, two. You have not let me do enough music episodes. Uh, that's true. <laughs> but, you- <laughs> nevertheless, Nate, I'm not going to ask you this question because it seems like it would put you in an awkward position. I like awkward. gather that. No- I like awkward well, positions. You can answer if you want to then. Um, Oceans, without naming names... Can you describe to me the weirdest kid in your class? Grade school, middle school, or high school? Ah, uh, I see the problem now. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, do you want to enlighten the listeners why this would be a weird question for you? Well, I was homeschooled, but homeschoolers have these like coalitions and like it kind of becomes your big school and sometimes we have like co-ops where like one mom or perhaps even a public school or a private school teacher will like teach a class called co-ops and those were really fun because i got to do it with all my friends but um our like local homeschool community when i was a part of it had like 90 families and it's funny because i'll go back and people still know who i am i didn't realize i was popular until like well after high school (laughs) and i have no idea who any of these people are they'll just like at college like people's little siblings would be on campus for something and they would run up to me and be like hi nathaniel and i'm like oh hi uh (laughs) citizen (laughs) okay so nate describe to us the weird kid from the co-op oceans give me the weird kid from your public school experience do you need time to think oceans please excuse the small delay i did not give them any time to prep i just laid it on them right so the other kid was a kid named Nathan, which is not my name, but it's very close to my name. Yep. Um, <laughs> it is. It's like three yeah. letters off. <laughs> um, and I didn't know this until later, but Nathan had Tourette's. And so he would like sing very loudly or just like jump, like blink really hard, things like that. And it used to annoy me when we were younger. But then one night... So I hated this kid, as kids kind of have a tendency to do when they just don't understand things. And uh, I was like, who is this kid? Why is he always jumping? Why is he so obnoxious? And why does he think any of us want to hear what he has to sing? And then one night, uh, (laughs) we got to talking with him, me and my sisters, and we just started having a ton of fun. And we, like, screwed around until well after dark. And my parents were some of the coordinators of this thing. So everyone else's families had left, and my parents were locking up the church that let us meet there. And they go, Nathan, where are your parents? And he's like, I don't know. And they're like, like, we think that they left a a while ago. So they called them, and their family had 
all gone home, brushed their teeth, gone about their nightly routine, and they had no idea that Nathan wasn't there. <laughs> and so we met at like a sizz- in a Sizzler's parking lot, and they came in in their big red van, and they were Catholic, so their their van had some iconic bumper stickers on it and whatnot. I uh, I'm fond of the memories of their big red van, but uh, they're like Chevy Express or whatever. And uh, their dad comes out of the car. He runs over and grabs Nathan. And he's like, my son, my son. <laughs> I'm so sorry. He was like, no, nah, it's cool, dad. We had a lot of fun. <laughs> he's like, it will never happen again. He's like, I'm okay if it does. <laughs> I can't believe they forgot their kid. It's gone. <laughs> Jesus will save him. We don't need this no more. It's... It's funny, There, I had like a lot of really obnoxious friends in co-op, like, who would grow up to be much more obnoxious than Nathan in like high school and stuff, and now they're all like in successful career paths, like one of them's like really high up in the military now, and they're all married and crap and like becoming pastors or whatever, and all, all have their stuff together, and I was like, these clowns will never amount to anything. These clowns. So, yeah. <laughs> wow, the tables have turned. You're one teenage pregnancy and a bad night of drug binge away from being that popular guy. <laughs> Goal achievement is all about setting your goals lower and lower until you achieve one, and then you work your way back up. I'm seven years away from a teenage pregnancy, so I think I'm okay. <laughs> All right, Oceans, you got your weird kid from high school? Or grade oh, there's school? There's so many. There's so many. Um, well, you did go to school in the backwaters of California, so. Yeah, I did. Like L.A., uh, but for the people that can't afford L.A. Pretty freaking much, and they love meth. Um, Don't we all? No. Uh, <laughs> it's like if Golden Valley had a Walmart. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad I'm glad you thought that was funny. The one that immediately came to mind the one that immediately came to mind is a he was a friend of the guy I was on the bowling team with who I considered a friend, but he was also extremely weird because he's like super ginger, antisocial, hated everybody, whatever. Cool guy. I like to hang out with him, but he was definitely (laughs) had some issues. But this guy that he used to eat lunch with because his mom was a teacher, so he lunched in her classroom and play like Oregon Trail and stuff. Uh, Wait, what grade was this? High school. Okay. Um, so this friend of his. And you graduated what kid, year? Thirteen. Same. Twenty twelve. Uh, I forget uh, what the kid's name was, but he had the I I guess you could consider it a disorder where he would eat his own hair. Oh, yeah, that's that does not seem normal. Was his yeah, hair long? So, or was he like no. or was he like ripping it out to liar? Oh. Yeah, he was like yeah. That. It very uh, plus he was just Nate stop it. I, I didn't need the visual. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that I was constantly Here's the thing. A lot of people think homeschoolers are weird. 
I'm not so sure. Yeah, you don't get weird right. until, <laughs> I'm not so sure. Until after. I don't know any host. You don't get weird until after because That's... you're not exposed to the rest of the elements, the rest of well, the school, and then you're just like it's culture not shock. that I think homeschool kids are weird. I think that homeschool kids are put under a microscope because there's less of them. Yeah, it's like people are like, what's the what's the unsocialized one going to do now? And I mean, they're like quirky, but I don't know any who have eaten their hair. Or like we're known for it. I gotta tell you about the weird it's all it's it's important to the beginning of this myth it's coming but I want to I want to tell you about the it's weird kid for, at for, my high school um, he actually came from my middle school okay and he was weird at the middle school too but high school he really topped it because he walked into class one day and he's hmm. like I need to go see the nurse and the teacher said for what and he picked up the stapler Opened it to the side where you tack mm-hmm. things on the poster board and just like oh whacked God. it into his head like what? 13 times. And he said, This, and turned around and left. Oh, and we never man. saw him again. Mm-hmm. That That's is called a psychotic break, sir. Like, Oh, yeah. And in middle school, he used to just like say, I have like no feeling in my skull. Watch how hard this thing is. And just like run into brick walls. <coughs> and we like. When we first spent it, we're like, dude, it's okay. You don't have to, like, it's not showing off. But then we're just like, oh, he likes this. I feel dude, like, you shouldn't. I this feel like... Oh, my God. Oh, Maybe man, stop. I have to get too heavy. But I feel like that's kind of like his way, his version of cutting. Probably. But we never saw him again, so we really couldn't get too far into, like, you okay, man? Want to talk about it? I'm sure that they, they probably institutionalized I, him. It sounds for like... the his betterment. I hope so. I but yeah, that was the weird kid at my high school. <laughs> That's a oh, what a crazy story, Mark. But that's relevant because the main character of our story tonight, when he was a child, his favorite childhood memory that he would tell people is when he and his cousins started their own natural history museum when they were eight and would try to like get people to come see it and the exhibits were animals that he had hunted and uh taxidermied himself in his shed that's kind of cool in the 1800s (laughs) yeah that's normal if it was in like the thoughts if it was in the nineties, that'd be like and if it was Taxidermy freaks me out now, let alone juvenile in the shed, backwater, God knows what he did to that poor animal beforehand. I mean you might want to keep an eye on him, but Yeah, like the hunting is normal, I feel like for the kids in the eighteen hundreds, because that's a survival skill. Sure. It's the taxidermy that I think is really the red flag in that. Mm. And the trying to charge the local neighborhood kids to come and see it. As your own museum. Yeah, that sounds Sounds industrious to me. Ocean, do you find it industrious, or do you find it a little questionable? I mean, kids will be kids, but that's a little uh, extreme. Weirdest well, uh, lemonade stand ever. <laughs> Why is there an well, eyeball in my lemonade? Well, how do you guys feel about like people who like put their trophies on the wall? 
I'm comfortable with it. I had to get comfortable with it quick when I walked into your house and there's that deer that just stares at me. <laughs> or not your house, but your parents' house. Bobby. Yeah, yeah Bobby. The, I didn't know he had a name. The name yeah. actually makes it better, but like I feel like he just kind of... Oh, his eyes you, follow you about the room. You know, if he finds a way to get off the wall, he's he's definitely coming for us. But... <laughs> He's a good sport around Christmas time when we put the Santa hat on him and the the bell around his neck and and everything. And he's you know he he tries to not show like he's really enjoying it, but he is. Yeah, you I until he gets the Christmas spirit. Uh, I once stayed in an Airbnb where the note was, "I have taxidermied animals that I used to hunt. Don't worry about them." <laughs> and then I woke wow. up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and get some water, in that order. <laughs> And I walked out, and I, like, came face-to-face with a javelina, just, like, oh, yeah. at eye level, in the middle of the night. Literally nope. staring daggers nope. at you, yeah. the daggers being his teeth. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a day I was glad I was not carrying a weapon in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we got a free Napa hat with one of our purchases at work, and mm-hmm. we put it up. There's One of the guys is a big hunter, so he has a lot of trophies at in our warehouse and so we put it on one of the deer his name is norman norman the napa deer yep he's got that napa know-how he does (laughs) (laughs) i'll have to send you guys a picture so this this kid that had his own natural history museum whose name is theodore bowman he goes by ted which is (laughs) oh wait Hold on. I told you guys a bad date. What's funny? My dad... <laughs> I don't get it. My, okay, so when my brother and my dad used to race, my dad has this friend named Ted, who happens to be a hunter, so that's I, I'm just like, oh, this sounds... Yeah, and he grew up in Big Bear, so I'm just like, oh, yeah, ah. I'm sure he's taxidermied his fair share of things. <laughs> I don't know. It's quite a skill. <laughs> It might not be that hard to learn, but <laughs> I've like dried out hides. It's it's not fun. I don't like it. Yeah, tax the process of taxidermy doesn't seem fun. The pro the end no. product is pretty cool. I'm not into it. The end product is cool though. That's how they got Rowdy on uh, Scrubs. He's a taxidermy dog. Mm-hmm. See, that's when it's like pets. Then it's a little bit weirder yeah. to me. Okay, so to really zero in here. Uh, Ted is a child in like the middle 1800s because he's later friends with Teddy Roosevelt who was president in 1901. Okay. So, and Teddy Roosevelt I think was 25 when they're when it, it's important that they they were friends. But Oh, okay. So, Ted, hi John. Oh, Montana says hi John. Oh, I say hi back. Oh, I say hi back. <laughs> I saw him walking in the uh, frame behind you. Oh. <laughs> uh, so Ted, Teddy, as we'll call him, because we're, we're friends like that. Sure, okay. Uh, Teddy grows up, and by the wait, time... Wait, 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 we're calling Ted Bowman Teddy? Yeah, obviously. Well, won't that be confusing when Roosevelt comes along? Yeah, that's where we're getting to, Nate. Jeez. Uh, okay, 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 I'm sorry. Just kidding. I didn't realize we were trying to be intentionally confusing. That was the joke, but now you've ruined it. Thanks. I was going for the long play on that one. <laughs> the joke is like a frog. <laughs> okay, so Ted, who is not Dice. Teddy. 
when you dissect it. Sorry. <laughs> um, Ted grows up. He goes to school. He doesn't taxidermy. He taxidermies animals, but doesn't go into it as a profession. Um, it's not. I'm not actually sure what he does for a living, but he gets married, and by the time that he's 26, his mother and his wife die on the same day in his house of natural causes. Mm, how old was his wife? Same age. <laughs> As his mother? As him. <laughs> okay. Well, but I mean, it's to, like the 1800s. What? A cut was pretty much a death sentence. It's, okay. They so. were still bleeding people as actual medicine. Yeah. I mean, geez, bro, I'm sorry. <laughs> that really sucks. Yep. But thankfully, he doesn't have kids, so he's free to do as he wants to mourn his wife like you do. And so, what would you do if you were mourning your your young wife and your mother dying on the same day in your in your home. Drink a lot and contemplate the meaning of life. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's exactly that. what he does, except that he doesn't do that, and he moves to Texas <laughs> and buys a ranch. Okay. And he becomes obsessed with being out in nature, so his uh, hobby of hunting becomes like his thing he does all the time. He goes out on hunting trips and just spends weeks out in nature hunting. Hmm, why not? Mm-hmm. And he's pretty good it's not at like it. They had, it's not like they had PlayStation back then. Yeah, so he has his his little ranch in Texas that I guess he hires guys to um, deal with because I don't hear very much about his ranch in the, any of the reading stuff I did. But... Hmm. The ranch is doing fine enough on its own, so he can pretty much be a semi-professional hunter. And it's pretty cool. Um. Okay, so he go. He's he has his hunting career, right? He's doing fine, but he decides that it's time to travel for hunting. So, a friend of his. And it's very sad because nobody recorded the name of the friend. He's Mm. just Ted's friend. So I think we should name him. Like, give him a nickname. Marshall. Okay. Reggie. Oceans, what was yours? Reggie. Um... We used to have a stuffed sperm named Reggie. We called him Little Reggie. Uh, Okay, let's not go with that then. (laughs) So Marshall it is. So we had we also had a stuffed alien from Toy Story, and we would stuff Reggie inside the alien because someone slit the the alien's throat. Uh, okay. This sounds really creepy when I say it like that. It was all fun and games. <laughs> yeah, so I was Actually, gonna go with whatever Ocean said because I didn't want to make a How I Met Your Mother reference the whole episode, but uh, we're not going <laughs> with Reggie just based on the alien situation. How about Reginald? No, it's too close. So, and now I'm going to be disturbed when I, the next time I look at my great uncle, because his Roger? name is Reggie. What about Roger? No, it's Marshall. Ted Marshall. <laughs> Ted, Mar- Ted and Marshall are going on a hunt up in Montana because Marshall 
has uh, land up there. Because Lily moved to France and abandoned him. Can't trust him. The cute redheads. <laughs> Should have named him Barney, damn it. <laughs> that was my first thought, but then I was like, Barney. Uh, have you met Ted? <laughs> so Apparently not, because he's a woodsman. So Ted and Marshall go up to Montana, and they're, uh, they, uh, <laughs> what's going on there buddy you good <laughs> i'm sorry i just can't disassociate now all i see is ted and marshall from how i met your mother <laughs> like in hunting in montana oh my god that is <laughs> and you guys think it's funny because of where we're at in the story but i know how the story ends <laughs> oh no <laughs> It's very sad. <laughs> oh no! I feel like that makes for a better podcast, though. <laughs> so we'll see. I could be totally wrong. Okay, so Ted and Marshall <laughs> are up in Montana, and they're not hunting out of like a cabin. They rent two horses, and they get all their supplies, and they go just out into the woods. But not only do they just go out into the woods away from civilization with supplies to last them for weeks. No, they go to an area where the season before a hunter was found dead and ripped to pieces and partially eaten. Mmm. They're hunting they're hunting big game. Well, they Dangerous weren't game. But it seems that they might end up <laughs> In that vein of hunting. So, I don't know if they were just, like, the two cockiest guys in the world, or if nobody at the the Bass Pro Shop told them what happened the, the year before. Well, if they're renting horses in Texas, no, they're it, renting, was probably Al, it was probably Alamo. They're renting horses in Montana. Oh, okay. You're, we're, you're geographically behind, Nate. Catch up. Do you think Mon or do you think Alamo had made it to Montana then? I'm thrown off every time I hear Montana because I'm so used to saying Montano all the time. They're haunting Montano. He rips them to pieces. The polar bear. I uh, I say the word Montana a lot trying to explain to people how to spell my last name. So it's like Montana but with an O. Yeah. Hey, at least yours at least yours is fun. Mine is obscene when I have to explain it. Yeah. That's not. Just change it. Yeah, just put a C in there instead of an SH. Yours could be really fun, though. You could be like, it's oceans. Like, oh, my shins. Take oh, out yeah, the that's, that's Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the one way we do it. That makes more sense, but there's it could one, also be the other way. There's one episode of this very same show where you made a joke about kicking me, and you're like, and then you'll be the one yelling oceans. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't, I can't remember what episode it was, but I think about it all the time. I, I still, I still giggle about it on a daily basis. Well, I'm glad I've implanted the seed. Nate is uh, very authoritative. Like if he was a more serious person, he could walk into somewhere and be like, Patton, like the general. Yeah, there's that not general. a lot of people who know about General Patton because Americans are stupid. How do you not know about General Patton? He won the war. 
Yeah, I've had to like explain that to people when they're calling me a Nazi for my political beliefs. I'm like, you do realize <laughs> I come from a line <laughs> of pretty much the opposite of Nazis. I'm kind of aware of the history. I of mean, that things. doesn't mean they weren't racist white people. It just means they weren't Nazis. Na- er, Oceans, mm-hmm. every white person is a racist white person. We are getting too far away from this story. Back anyway, to back Ted Marshall. <laughs> back to Bigfoot. Ted Marshall are up in the woods in Montana. Note (laughs) that somebody was partially eaten and found dismembered in these woods that they're going to hunt in. But they head out there. They find themselves a nice clearing. In fact, it could be the very clearing where the, the person was found partially eaten and dismembered the season before. And they set themselves up a little lean to they put their supplies out. Mind you, they hang them in the trees, their supplies, because they're in bear country because they're in Montana. Have I said Montana enough in this episode? I think so. Okay. So they uh they set up all they set up their camp and they get their supplies put away so that bears can't get into them easily. And then they go out into the woods. Note that the horses are tied up just outside of camp like they're corralled so that they can just like graze as they want and uh so they go out on foot with their traps and their rifles and they start setting up their traps and checking the game trails and trying to see where they're gonna hunt the next day because it's getting kind of late so they uh once they get their traps set and they're all ready to head back they turn around and they go back to where their camp is And they find their camp completely destroyed. Hmm. Just all the all the bags of their supplies were just ripped out of the trees and set on the ground, and they're just splayed out because somebody. It looks like somebody was rifling through them looking for food, and their shelter that they put up was just kind of knocked over. And so they start. They're they're good hunters, so they're like, we're gonna find the traps. And Mm -hmm. find the tracks, they do. But they're weird tracks, and they can't quite make them out because they're just like, you know, it's not muddy where they're at because they picked a good spot. Right. So there's like scufflings and like, you know, something's toes have dug in and like thrown the the dirt back so you can tell the, which way it walked. But but it's all dry. Not, not definite, you know? Mm-hmm. But there's definitely, they think it's one critter that was wandering around a lot. And so they figure, must be a smart bear. We'll tie the stuff up better so that only a people could get up there and get it. Mm-hmm. So they do that. They sit around the fire. And they must be good drinkers, this Ted and Marshall. Or just, like, the most laid-back guys on the planet. Because they go to sleep that night. I mean, they do spend a lot of time in, in the bar in uh the series so (laughs) yeah so ted marshall go to go to sleep for the night and in the middle of the night they hear like a whistling but not like a whistling through the trees like an actual (whistles) and then they also hear a whistle answering them back oh hi john have fun wherever you're going hawaii 
Um, but they hear it answering back. You know, also mm-hmm. not through the trees, like a. I uh, my microphone or your microphone, I should say, didn't register that. Oh no. It did on mine. Okay, you'll hear it in the you'll hear it in the final edit. We'll hear it in the oh sweet something to look forward to. <laughs> Um, well, Jesse's trying to get in now because I whistled for her. <laughs> oh, <Sorry>. no. <laughs> She's confused now. So they hear a whistling, a call and response kind of whistling, and they hear this, like, a thud, like if you were to take a branch and smack it against a tree. Just all night they hear these sounds. Hmm. It's a little and disconcerting. They, uh, a little bit, but you know, bears. They do stuff. Yeah, smart bears at that. <laughs> so... They wake up, and uh, they go out hunting for the day. You know, and they're just like, they're ready to party this time. And they go out, and they check their traps, and there's critters in the traps, so they field dress them, and they're hunters in the uh, mid to late 1800s. And I don't know what hunting practices are now, but they, like, left the guts of the critters on the ground. Yeah. Where they field dressed them yeah it's not the don't usually eat the gooey bits yeah so they leave the you know the bits you're not going to eat they make them they make the critters lighter so they can carry them back and they field dress them and leave the the goop right there i mean most of the guts are full of poop in its various stages (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i mean yeah i just didn't know if it was like common practice like leave them out in the woods anymore uh, if it, you like it still is yeah excellent so they do that <laughs> bless you <laughs> <laughs> um so they leave that stuff out in the woods and they go on their hunt and they don't get anything with the rifles that day so they go back to camp to drink it off you know and when they get back to camp wouldn't you know it all of their stuff is back on the ground, just rifled through, and they're short a couple more pieces of food and supplies. But I they're mean, unperplexed like that, beca- or unperplexed because they still have all their water, and they're right by a river, so that's not a big deal. And they caught enough food to restock their supplies in their right. traps. So they're fine. They say, mm-hmm. we're out here for a week, we're going to make it the full week. And we're going to get that thing we came here to hunt that we didn't tell our journals about. So in their, in like their journals, it doesn't say what the thing is that they're hunting? No, they didn't say what they're hunting. They just said they were looking... Ted's Well, Ted's journal is the one that um, everybody reads from. And it, says, it just says that they were trophy hunting. Alrighty. So I think they're just there after a large thing to hang up. Like a buffalo or something? Well, probably more uh, elkish. I wonder if I got selected for the buffalo hunt. I don't know, but let us know if you find when you find out. I've heard that they're not real buffalo. It's like beefalo, but I've also heard that that's also not true. Anyway. Any hooser. So und- these undeterred men, they... Uh, have their fun by the the fire that night and then they crawl into their um shelter and in the middle of the night they hear the whistling again but it's like real close like it sounds like it's outside the shelter so 
uh, Marshall, who's possibly more curious than Ted, gets up out of his um, sleeping apparatus for the night. <laughs> sleeping apparatus. They descri- he describes in great detail that they built like a lean-to and they had cots, but sleeping bags weren't really a thing. So he described the things they used for sleeping in. And it was like a weird mix of pelts and blankets and stuff that they brought with them. That sounds about right. Yeah, so it's less of a like cot and more of like a pallet of things that they made the ground soft with. Hmm. Thing. I don't know. They're, they're weird outdoorsmen in the 1800s. <laughs> so they, Marshall goes out. And he takes his rifle with him because he's not dumb and it's the 1800s in the wilderness and bears and pumas and such. And so he walks out and Ted doesn't hear anything, doesn't hear anything. And then he hears three shots real quick. And so he jumps out, grabs his rifle, runs out in front of the lean-to and out in the distance, coming towards them, is a black shape running on two feet and an incredibly fast pace. It's a squatch. So Ted raises his rifle, and he takes two to four shots at it. He's not very accurate on his count. He says two to four, yeah. which I feel is a big difference. I mean, if it was like something like uh, six to eighteen, that's a pretty big difference. But two to four, you know, it's like, was it pop pop or was it pop pop pop? Yeah, he's a moment. I'll give it to him. You know, but he takes two to four shots at the thing, and he assumes that he's grazed it because it stops. It's running towards them, and it turns around and it runs away from them, okay. almost faster than it ran towards them, which I think makes sense. If you were a creature of the night who had just been shot. Yeah. Possibly for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. So, with that being the case, they both get back into the shelter, but they move their sleeping arrangement tighter together because there's safety in numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and they move it away from the door, you know, so the thing comes in the shelter like it was apparently planning to do. Uh, they have a second. <laughs> and they both go to sleep with their guns in close proximity to themselves. That's pretty brave. I don't... Uh-huh. I would have left. <laughs> I straight up would not have slept. I don't know if I would have... morning. I don't know if I would have left because I don't want to walk through the, the wilderness in the dark, but... Oh, no. I wouldn't leave that moment, but as soon as the sun came up... Yep. I'd be out. out. Out of there. Whatever I could carry, that's all that was coming back with me. Right. Do they still so, have the horses, or are those gone? No, no, the horses are still in their corrals. Okay. Just wanted to do a perception so, check real quick. <laughs> Roll for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the third morning, they wake up. They walk outside. They go to where the... Uh, the strange attacker had come from 
and they look around, and there is, in fact, uh, tracks that look like a, a large person. So they're assuming... Uh, it's a big butt. So they're assuming that there's a gang of people that wear no shoes with very large feet that were coming after them. The Montana so they hillbillies. Side, yeah, so the, Mac, the Montana Backwoods Mafia is coming <laughs> after these two hunters. It's a great band so, name. But they, but you know, they think it's a man. So they're like, you know, there's no man that can't be overcome. That's sexist so, of them, but. So they over, they they go back and they kind of fortify their position a little bit. But it really, things are really clicking for them now. They're like, okay, so it's people. A person is the person that is what's been harassing us. So they go and they set a couple traps on the way into camp, around their camp of their their traps they didn't have set out yet. And they, you know, they tie the food up again, make sure it's really tight, and they make it even difficult for them to get down because they're like, if it's people. They're going to have to work for it if they're trying to rip off all of our food. But they came for trophy, so they're going out to hunt. So, day Bye, three. Guys. It's about noon. They head on out of the clearing. Which day is this? This is day three still. Oh, wow. This has been an eventful trip. Uh-huh. Well, day one, they went out and set up traps, and then and that's when they found the first set of uh goings throughs of their supplies right day two is when it, ooh, that was an upsetting sound from this song that i'm listening to for our next episode we're recording it's like <laughs> a weird like hand symbol what song is it on oh oh apparently i'm on the next album uh that was it's in lady by sticks oh, okay i don't know right. i was not ready for the, the little oh you finished the album already yeah, I'm listening to it again. <laughs> I was gonna say time to time to hit replay. Yeah. Um. So. Your undercut yeah, looks great, in, by the way. We're in day three. What's that? Your undercut looks great, by the way. Very fresh. I kind of want to like put my hands on the back of your head and and stroke it. Thanks. I just gotta cut you through now. It's nice. <laughs> Well, it's like the, you know, when you're like redoing your shower and something soothing about smoothing it out and, you know, when you like put it in the gun and then you... Where are you going with re-cock this? Re-cock the, the tile and everything. And... <laughs> so, day three, they're headed out into the woods. Remember that they have put traps around the perimeter of their camp they have checked on their horses and the horses are fine but day three they go out trophy hunting uh bad day day three nothing on the trails can't find their big trophy uh there's a sighting Mm. of a good uh specimen of elk but they can't get a good stock on it and it walks off into the woods where they can't follow and nothing in the traps yet for such large, cumbers like weird animals, they are very agile. Yeah, they really are adapted to their. Maybe not graceful, but agile. Am 
My my cousin my cousin and her husband got chased by elk once. That's so. Yeah, scary. we were in the we were in the we were in the redwoods. We were in the redwoods on vacation, right? And it was day like day two, and they had been out hiking all day, and the parents had gotten back, and you know they were taking their time, you know whatever. Uh, <laughs> next thing we know, they come walking up this elk because we had an elk around our hotel, and it like stares at them. Yeah, and they do the right. dumb thing because you know we're city folk. They bolt, and of course the elk is the chase. And That's funny. Usually, like, oh uh, my god, run faster! <laughs> usually, non-predators don't have that. Don't chase things, but well, elk are just small moose, but large deer. Very large. I th people probably don't. I don't think a lot of people realize how big elk are. Yeah, unless we used to like have them like come eat run our up on vegetation around our house all the time. So I like literally would wake up in the morning, and one time there was one eating the grass by my window. So I like looked up, and we were like about six inches from each other, just separated by glass. And I was like, <laughs> It's terrifying when it's the first thing you wake up to. Its head's like this. Oh yeah, I totally forgot it's more than deer by quite a lot. Deer are so many. Yeah, if you drive out by Lake Mary at night, you're liable to run into one. There's been like herds just in the road on my way back in before. Yeah, my uh, my like literally like one's head is like the size of my body. Not a lot of predators have been flagged. That's probably why. Mm-hmm. My torso. Yeah, so they tried to get an elk, but it, it got away. Their trophy got away and their traps. So they went and checked their traps and rebaited them if they needed to be rebaited. And master baiters, went back I to imagine. Those two. Master baiters for sure. <laughs> uh, and so then they head back into camp, and lo and behold, their supplies are still in the tree. Oh, that's nice. But one of their traps near the tree where the supplies are hung up is been sprung. I'm talking like old school 1800s bear trap has been sprung. But there's nothing in it. Which means that whatever it is either got away or somehow set the trap off without um, get stepping in it. Which is, you know, they're all spring loaded so if something like knocked it instead of stepping in it right have set the spring off and just shut it so they're not that perturbed by it and if it's not all bloody and hairy then that's probably what happened yeah and you know they're still convinced it's just weirdly proportioned people messing with them and stealing their supplies so you know <laughs> uh, people should know how a trap works and be able to set it off and then wander away but a people yeah a people would know and so they're they've decided our traps work really well like we're so good at this we're set so they just reset the trap and move it a little bit and like hide it again but in the same vicinity you know keep them on their toes they're possibly big toes <laughs> and same as the other nights fire a little bit of drinking get in the shelter 
cuddle close together for safety and warmth because they're men, but they're not fools. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they go to sleep. And once again, the middle of the night, they hear the whistling and the knocking, and they start to hear it get closer. And they poke their heads out of the shelter, and there's a figure in the distance standing just outside the perimeter where they have their traps set. Mm-hmm. And then another one steps out from behind the trees. Oh, Lord. And then they hear the crunching of leaves behind the shelter. Ah! But it still sounds like it's just far enough to be on the outside of their traps. And so they back themselves back into the little lean-to shelter, grab their rifles, and they don't sleep the rest of that night. Mm. They really need to think about moving. Yeah, I mean, I would have been gone. At the very least, I would have moved campsites. Right. Or maybe gone back into town and really evaluated the hunting area I was going into and picked one where a guy hadn't been dismembered and found partially eaten the season before. Obviously, there's a bad thing there. I'd have to imagine because if you go up to Montana in the 1800s and you say, I want to hunt, they probably said, don't go here. This guy was found partially eaten. But did they... Yeah, but they're in the town right by the place they were going to hunt. So you would have had to stop in that town to get all their supplies before they went out. So the next morning they poke their heads out. Maybe, I don't know. News didn't travel like it does now. Um, there's nothing around. Oh, fair enough. No creatures. But they have a quick little powwow and they say, you know what? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should leave. (laughs) And so, they together they start packing up the camp and dismantling all their stuff. And uh, taking up the traps around the perimeter. And putting them all into their packages. And then, there's still stuff to do around camp, but they've still got to go out and get their other traps. Right? So, Ted says, you know what? I'll go get the traps. You stay here and pack up the rest of camp and get the horses ready. And then we'll meet back here in a couple hours. I'll go as fast as I can. And Marshall says, that sounds like a great plan. I'll see you in a little bit. So Ted takes his rifle. And he heads on out. Noticing the large footprints all around the outside of their camp from the night before. And now they can really see them that they are some big footprints. Mm-hmm. And so Ted, as stealthily as possible, feeling that he's being watched, goes out to get his traps. And fortunately but unfortunately for him, kind of a bittersweet moment, there's animals caught in these traps. So he takes the oh, time hey. to put the animals down as humanely as possible and then field dress them. And he does this for a couple traps, and for anybody that doesn't know how a trap line works, it's a trap lines are a couple miles of just traps that you set out for animals. I did not know that. Yeah, so you just like you pick basically you pick a path and you just put traps in a path. 
Um, he didn't write down how many he put okay. out, but it took him a couple hours to pick them all up. So he's oh, or to set them all out. So now he's going to pick them back up. He's picking up his traps, and he's coming up on the last three traps, and he hears a tree snap. So he gets low, takes a little bit of cover, and he looks out from behind the tree he's like, hiding behind. Like a tree or a twig? Like he hears a like, a, like a like a if you're walking through the woods and you step on something like a tree limb or something and it goes okay Shh. it's not like something just that's, that's what he ripped hears. a tree in half or anything no 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 like something was walking through and like stepped on a dead branch and it went Shh. and then so he takes a quick cover because you know this man is jumpy at this point mm-hmm. even in the there's middle of broad daylight like he's, well, he's a little scared there's all the Montana hillbilly mafia coming for them. That's right. They're marked. They're marked men. So he takes cover. He leans out from behind the tree that he's looking. He's hiding behind. And there, on the next trap that he was going to go pick up, is crouched a black, furry, very large creature shoving the guts from the last animal and from the new one that was stuck in the trap into its mm. mouth just right there on the spot yep. not cooking and a second one came in to join it bear they are not bare as the the one behind it walked in on two legs and crouched down and squatted bear down squatches and so ted as quietly as he can backs up and makes his way back to camp and he says dear lord marshall better be done because we gotta go <laughs> and in his journal he says that it takes him another hour to get back because he's trying to be so quiet and stealthy getting back mm-hmm. to camp and perhaps if he had used that same stealth on the first couple days they could have already been gone with their trophy and not been going through this <laughs> Dude, how terrifying so would that be just to watch like these two like Montana wampas gorging themselves on <laughs> the, the one walks in while you're watching the other one. It's like, ah, they're everywhere. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it would be it'd be something. But the the Wookiees of the North are behind him and he's heading back to his camp. Praying that Marshall has the whole the camp ball set, put back together, mm. you know. And he comes through the clearing. He comes up to the clearing and he looks and takes a quick stock. And he sees all of their supplies nicely bundled and set off to one side. And but the fire, the campfire's out, which you put the campfire is the last thing you put out because you got to throw your trash uh-huh. in it, you know part of how you cover your tracks in the 1800s is you throw the stuff you can't take with you all your trash and stuff into the fire but the fire is already out so marshall must have let it die and he can't see marshall anywhere and he passed the horses getting to well not past them but he could see them coming back into camp in their corral and so he starts walking over to the supplies really really taking it a pretty fast clip because he wants to get across this clearing as fast Mm -hmm. as possible and get back to the horses 
And on the other side of the log, he finds Marshall laying with his neck at an unnatural oh, no. angle and bite marks right at the base of his where his jaw oh, and his neck meet. strange. Hmm. Well, they say the sweet meat is in the jugular. <laughs> Who's they? <laughs> <laughs> what are we? Who the hell says that? <laughs> I don't know. But when I first found this story and heard this story, I was like, cannibals say that people are, they call people yeah. long pig. And it makes me very uncomfortable every time I remember that when I try to <laughs> eat pork. <laughs> if it tastes like pork, just assume. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marshall is dead. Like, he's real dead. And something tried to munch on him, but then ran off. And Ted, being a practical man... Says, I'm getting out of here. Sorry, Marshall. How I met your mother. I'll come back for you, buddy. And so he picks up just one bag of supplies, throws it over his back, goes to hit the horses, knocks the corral over, gets a saddle on the horse in a record-setting time, gets a bridle on the other horse so that he can lead it with him, and him and the horses gallop through the night back to town where he finds an inn and he gets a meal and he sits down and he holds his rifle tight as he gets mm. some rest. And the next day, he takes a Montana posse with him to go find Marshall. And when he gets to the clearing... All the bags bags of supplies are just strewn everywhere. Just a huge mess. But nothing's left of Marshall except a boot and a glove. And Ted never went back to Montana after no, that ever no. again. Poor Lily. Poor Lily. Hmm. But... This story is brought to us from a very reliable source. Someone that's not usually thought of in the same realm as the Sasquatch. But Teddy Roosevelt. Wait, was Teddy Roosevelt Ted? Oh, okay. No. <laughs> I was like, I wish Teddy Roosevelt awesome. is Ted Bowman? Wouldn't that... Yeah, that would be such a trip. Like, Teddy Roosevelt shot a Sasquatch. But yeah. he probably claim that he did. I mean, I would no. Teddy Roosevelt would box yeah, a Sasquatch, would. and he would be their king by earning their respect. And he would say words like "bully." He is the open nature Chuck <laughs> Norris. True. He is Teddy Swolsevelt. <laughs> but yeah, that's the story of how Ted and Marshall went hunting in Montana. And Marshall didn't make it. That's that's really too bad for Marshall, but what about Teddy Roosevelt? <laughs> but now do you see why it was so sad for me that we named him Mar Ted Marshall and they're I mean, all like a picture? I mean, when you were sad, I kind of figured this was, you know, I'm not surprised. I was like, uh, 
It's not gonna end well. Yeah. That's like, oh man. Alright, boys. I'm limited on the times, so what are we loving? <laughs> uh, I'm loving that story took way more time than I thought it was going to, because I thought that was going to be 20 minutes <laughs> at best. Yeah, we stretched her out. I just reinstalled Ghost Recon Wildlands, and I'm playing it in Spanish, since, since it all happens in Bolivia, but with English subtitles, so that I can kind of learn, work on my Spanish, because it's been a while. So he's loving learning a foreign language. Nice. Oceans, what are you loving? I'm going to let you go first. I already did. Yeah. You did? Yeah, I'm loving that this episode lasted this long because I thought it was going to take 20 minutes. Oh. We I was worried little... about our time. <laughs> well, me too, but for other reasons. Uh, we stretched this 20-minute I... story to an hour and 10. I'm loving that June is coming, and there's lots of new music that's coming out, mm. so I'm excited. June, 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 And June. vacation. I get to go on vacation, so that's going to be great. Hype. Vacation's fun. So, yeah, thanks for listening to uh, this uh, rather downer of an episode that I did not see coming. I but, mean, uh, I think we made it as funny <laughs> as possible at the moments we could. It was suspenseful. It was It's dark humor. They didn't have enough that's, deer piss. That's where they also, went wrong. Note that I didn't say Sasquatch until we were talking about Teddy Roosevelt and we're outside the story. I let you draw I your own Sasquatch conclusions. I said Sasquatch many times throughout that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Ted Ted uh, calls him the wild man of Montana. Hmm. Nice. Them. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on all the social media, Facebook, Instagram, etc. You can email us at bearattackpodcast at gmail.com. Become a patron and get exclusive bonus episodes and merch when it comes available. And you can suggest episodes to us and we'll listen to you better because you'll be exactly able to reach and us this year. And you'll get massive amounts of shout-outs. Just in case like there was any confusion, mm-hmm. there is merch available, but there's better merch on the way. Yeah, we'll uh, right. we'll post some photos of, of that good, good merch. Don't forget, we also have a YouTube channel, all kinds of fun food challenges, vlogs, etc. on there. So, unboxing video, I have an unboxing coming up. It's also going to be kind of a challenge to these two goons, so we'll see. And uh, one day, just to, just to really tantalize the taste buds, one day when I can nail my father down to a couch so he'll freaking talk to me <laughs> on a camera, we'll have an episode of him doing his... Uh, Bigfoot story, and I might have him tell his ghost story from Tombstone. So nice. Say a quick prayer if that's your thing that I can really like get him to sit down and freaking talk to me on camera (laughs) one of these days. Trucker Rick, let's go. Nice. But anyway, polar bear, do your thing. Follow us on social media. Thank you for listening to Bear Attack. We'll talk to you later. Bye.